Thanks for joining Hot Lap again. I hope whether you're listening on a podcast or you're uh, watching YouTube, thank you. I hope you enjoyed last week's YouTube show, if it was the first one. Uh, we're going to keep doing that sort of thing, so I hope you hope you like it. Um, let's get into what we had from the race today. Uh, it wasn't a bad race. It wasn't great. It wasn't a classic spa, but it was definitely tense towards the end. We'll get to that towards the end of the podcast. Um, but we'll start at the back of the grid and we'll work our way through it. Um, Max Verstappen was the first guy out. Not not used to seeing something like that, especially not in a... It was like old Max, wasn't it? Just throwing his nose in and getting like a really clumsy accident out of it. So, yeah, it's you could tell he was upset. He, he kind of blamed Kimmy at first over the radio and then when you actually heard his pen interview, I think he sort of realised that it was kind of his fault and Kimmy wouldn't have seen him, so... It's one of those things. Uh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's not the uh, the the only bad race he's going to have. But when you look at the run of form he's been on, it's it, you know it's just it's been a remarkable. It's like something all all year he's finished no lower than fifth or something like that. It's crazy crazy stats. So um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those racing incidents. There's no one to blame. There should be no penalties or anything like that. So it's just a crash. It's a, it's unfortunate when you lose someone like Verstappen, but I don't think he could have challenged the Mercedes or the Ferrari today, given where Red Bull were. Um, Carlos Sainz went out on lap one with a power unit fail. Uh, Antonio Giovinazzi spun out at lap 42 and hit the barrier hard. Glad he's all right. Uh, I think that was, that was the last of our like classified DNFs, everyone else was classified regardless of like where what actually happened on the last lap. Um, uh, the last, the last, uh, non, the last classified runner that didn't sort of crash was um Robert Kubica. Uh, Williams just won the races today, even though Kimi Räikkönen finished behind George Russell, but I think obviously Kimi had some issues from the uh, coming together he had with Max. Uh, George Russell was 15th, again, race to forget. It must be a difficult weekend for him as well, uh, given his relationship with Hubbard. Um, he was teammates, uh, so I'm sure that hung heavy on his head as it would have done Charles Leclerc and anybody, anyone on the anyone in the paddock, but certainly people that knew him and uh, had raced with him in, in the said teams. Um Daniel Ricardo was 14th. Uh, I think he picked up damage as well from the first corner. It's another another weekend in Renault and another weekend to forget for Daniel Ricardo. I just don't know when that guy's going to get a break, if he's going to get another break again. Uh, the Mercedes drive's gone now. The only way he's going to get anywhere that isn't Renault for next year is if Sebastian Vettel retires and he's the one Ferrari won. It's probably not going to happen that way, I don't think. So, even if Sebastian does retire, um, I, I don't know whether he'll be the first on the shopping list now. Because it's it's very easy for your um, 
whole career just to disappear if if you're not doing the job and you haven't got a car in which you can prove you're doing it i don't i don't think daniel ricardo is doing a number on um hulkenberg enough to sort of point himself out as like one of the like like what an alonso would do when he was in ferrari with massa and that sort of stuff um so yeah it's just a highly unfortunate situation for Daniel Ricciardo for someone that I think had a world championship in them it might still come along later on, uh, later on but it's, it's it's looking very doubtful for me at the minute this it, this seems to be the beginning of a decline of a career like where when you think he was so on the ascension from his first first day in Red Bull so yeah unfortunate for Daniel Ricciardo uh, Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen were 12th and 13th. Again, has just fallen back, qualifying well, looking okay in the first lap, and then just nowhere. What they should worry about here is is the fact that Ferrari did well. I thought we'd expect to see them like as proper point scoring team with Ferrari doing well, and they just they just don't seem to be able to hang on to any pace. I mean, I don't know how much of that is driver related and how much is car related. You know how I feel about both their drivers. I'm not. I think a complete team change would be good for Haas, not just one new driver, which we're we're rumored to get with rumored with Hulkenberg going um, to Haas for next year. But who knows, man? I'm a. I'm I'm confused at Haas by Haas. It's when they came in and they did so well. When you looked at the other new teams, so it's just such a shame that they're they're just not the races anymore and i'm hoping that this is just a year blip and not the beginning of uh them re- like racing towards the back of the field if you like uh lando norris was classified 11th but he, he uh, dnf'd essentially on the last last lap with a um an engine failure should be a bit of a wake up for Renault that because that's two mclarens that have gone out in the same race I uh, don't know if the same if the problems were the same, but they were both engine related. So you you've got to think that there might have been some sort of issue with the power units. But Matt, like he was running fifth all race, he, one of the best races that Lando's had since he's coming into Formula One. But the guy's just got no luck. I support him, so clearly this is going to keep happening to him. Someone messaged me when this happened, saying, well, "Can you stop supporting Lando?" I was like, "I can't. You don't really choose who you like, do you? You know, it, I I don't know what to do." I wish I didn't. I wish I supported somebody else now, but here we are, and he's going to have to deal with my unfortunate luck. Tenth uh, was Lance Stroll. You know, it's he got himself into the points because Lando went out, but it was a pretty poor race when you look at where his teammate was. Um, could have been worse, but again, it's, I'm, I'm sick of seeing Lance Stroll just like outclassed by teammates all the time. You know, it's just... It's not right. I don't. I don't know. It's. I do wonder how long Daddy Stroll is going to put money into that team when his son just clearly is not a Formula One driver. He might be a perfectly good racing driver. Maybe he'd go off and have a fine sports car career, but he is not a Formula One driver. Uh, Pierre Gasly was ninth, ending up being the uh, last classified runners of like the Red Bull family, and he was right running up at the top. I'm not. I'm a bit confused at what what happened to old Pierre. I think it might have just been tire related, but um, yeah, it's 
not not worked well for him. You know, he's been demoted, his head's dropped a bit. He he started racing well, and then he's just been knocked up by loads of people. So, is this the is this a beginning of him getting nudged out of Formula One? I I have a feeling that maybe he'll get another year in Toro Rosso next year, just because he's um uh he's in the right place at the right time, given the fact that they don't have a lot of drivers to plug into that seat. So it's I mean you've you've got really a ward which might go to F two instead. So he might be lucky and they just might need a Red Bull driver for next for next year. Um, Nico Hulkenberg was eighth. Uh, showing that the car had like some pace in it to score points, but it's again I th- I expected more from Renault this weekend. Uh, maybe Daniel Ricciardo could have been a little bit higher up, but with the damage with damage he got, well, we won't know. Um, Daniel Kvyat was seventh. A good race from Daniel Kvyat and Toro Rosso. It's just essentially a standard Daniel Kvyat race that he's been doing all year. He's just he's there. Come the end, come the points, come whatever that car is possibly capable of doing he's delivering in it um i i do wonder what's going to happen with him next year though because it i i'm sure he'll stay in torosso if he has the opportunity to but if they're never going to demote a prayer promote him up to the main team which i don't think they will i don't really know where his job is in torosso he'd be a good shout for the other seat for Haas if Haas decided to replace both drivers i would i i'd, I'd strongly argue that he and Hulkenberg it would be the much better team for Haas to uh, to get involved with. Um Sergio Perez was six. Good Sergio Perez race. Just kept just kept there. He had a really good battle with Albon towards the end, but like it's it's a I nearly said it. I nearly said the F I word. Uh he was in a racing point and uh Album was in a Red Bull. Yeah, it's he's always going to come off second best there. Um, but yeah, good race from Sergio Perez. But fifth, excellent race for Albon. And what not only did it was his fifth need necessary for him, I had five pounds on him to finish in the top six. So good man yourself, Albon. We both win. Um, no, he was he was blisteringly quick. I don't think he had the best of qualifiers up to be. Uh, uh, like total disclosure, I didn't see qualifying. Um, I was out on Saturday. So, if I'm stuttering a bit and jammering my way through this, it's because I've still got a hangover from being on stag do last night. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it was a great first race for Albon. I'm I'm made up from being in a. Red Bull, I think Red Bull did the right thing. I think, I mean, it proves they did the right thing. There is absolutely no way Pierre Gasly could have done what Albon did today. No way whatsoever. Uh, I I think it's nothing short of magic either. When you consider it's a completely different car, is it like half a second or a second lap quicker than the Toro Rosso? And like all the breaking points are different it's going to be different how he gets on the power coming out of corners because he's going to have more downforce which means he'll be able to get on the power earlier he's uh he's just adapted amazingly well and i think it's one of those things that you when you get a driver like him which has to change teams and they just instantly adapt to the new car i mean we might have something special in alpen i know people are going to not 
people are going to instantly think that there's no way he could challenge the mighty Max Verstappen. But we'll have to wait and see over the next couple of races. I think it's going to be really exciting. I I really hope he can. Uh, he's going to be a lot closer to Max, and if he can start beating him on a regular basis, that would be unreal. Um, fourth was Sebastian Vettel. Terrible race from Vettel, really. Couldn't hang on to his tyres. Finished 26 seconds um, off the lead. He put soft tyres on, was not really doing anything with them. With them like, he, he was just like painted himself into a corner. They had to pit him early because his tyres were falling apart. Um, another one of those races. I, I know I said on three legs, four wheels uh, last week that in a 50-50 situation, you would always go with Vettel. I have to uh, like bow down to you guys, which obviously know more than, more about Formula 1 than I do, uh, because the, he uh, he can't be the number one of that team anymore. Like, he isn't reliable. Um, he, he either needs to go back to Red Bull or he's going to retire. I do not see him doing another year like this in Formula 1, especially now that um, Charles Leclerc has won a race and he's going to be hungry for more. But yeah, this was this was not the finest hour of uh, Sebastian Vettel and at one of the stronger tracks that Ferrari are going to have, you, you look at Monza, I think Monza might be the only other race that Ferrari can win this year. So if he's already screwed it up, he's, he's, he's saying he might have one chance to win a race now. And... I don't. I just don't see it happening. I mean, Charles Leclerc is going to have the bit between the teeth now. So, uh, Valtteri Bottas was third. He was twelve seconds off the leader, eleven seconds off Lewis Hamilton. Uh, so, he's been confirmed for another another year. It's uninspiring. If you're not a Valtteri Bottas fan. Uh, I think you, if you're not a Valtteri Bottas fan or just a full-on Lewis Hamilton aficionado that just wants to see him have his own Barrichello, uh, I can't see how you can't be anything else but let down by this. You know, when we had chat talks about maybe Max Verstappen going to Mercedes and oh, the, imagine a year with Verstappen and Hamilton in the same car. Um, yeah, it's. It's just a shame, isn't it? Because we want to see the two, we want to see the two Mercedes right up there. Bottas seemed to challenge, and then he just drops off. He just drops his pace off. Uh, the only reason he was third is because Versta- uh, because Vettel had such a terrible race. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, on the other hand, uh, pushed Charles Leclerc every inch of the way towards the end of the race. If he hadn't have been held up by Vettel um, during the when Vettel's tyres were going off, and he could have gotten past him quicker because they were so quick on the main straight, so quick going up Eau Rouge, that even with DRS, Hamilton wasn't closing on the Ferraris. It was absolutely unreal how quick those cars are, cars, cars are in a straight line. Um, Monza, it's, if it's not a Ferrari 1-2, there's something wrong with the world. Like I said, the only reason it could stop it is if it's really, really hot and they just destroy their tyres within a couple of laps. But yeah, um, well done to Charles Leclerc First win in Formula One. Um, I have to admit, I was sceptical of him. And again, it wasn't without mistake. You know, he, he overrun that chicane. I know other people had done, but uh, he was the one out with a lead, in the lead with a clear track in front of him. 
uh, but this is we've seen this time and time again with drivers though haven't we as soon as they get their first win under the belt then they they've got that duck off the back you know they they they, they every driver that comes into formula 1 must worry they're going to they're going to leave without getting a podium or leave without getting a win or some drivers leave without getting a point so for him to get that off now is a great thing and going into Monza as well if he can win in Monza oh god Ferrari and Italy have a new hero if that happens. But uh, again, like I said, I w- I'd have always gone with Vettel as the one to rely on. You just can't. You can't rely on Vettel anymore. Uh, I don't know what Ferrari do with that. I don't know what Vettel does with that. But they have to have a new number one now. And Charles Leclerc has to be Ferrari's priority. I'm amazed Sebastian Vettel let him through with such little problems but anyway we go to Monza now next week so there's going to be another hot lap review show straight away um I think this this race although it was intriguing towards the end it's a bit of a funny one it's one to blast through like on a podcast because there's there was no real highs for me like there was, it was just your battle towards the end and hoping for me uh, hoping like Lewis could have got in front of Charles, but uh, I hope Monza's going to be more exciting. Probably won't be. I think we're going to see more of the same. Mercedes are going to have to go away, scratch their heads, and trying to work out how they can get some more horses out of that engine. Otherwise, they're just going to get trampled on next weekend. I th- and I think that's what's going to happen unless tires come into it. Anyway. I could always say thank you for um, supporting me. If you want any extra content, you can go to the Patreon. Um, if you like any of the Musty Audio shows and you want to help support what we're doing, go to Musty Audio Patreon, sign up to one of the tiers. You can give as little as a dollar. You can give as much as $5. You can give more than that if you want, but the tiers top out at $5. Um, I have a stretch goal on there now, and I want if, if I can hit the stretch goal... That means I can spend more time doing podcasts and turn Musty Audio into like a daily show, which I'd I'd be really I'd, I'd really really like to do. It'd be really interesting. Um, other than that, I will see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>